said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just reach to me, for I am the one. I am the Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Thank you for taking time to be with us this morning as we're looking at the Gospel of Mark. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark. And we're thankful uh, for the word of God. Today, we're going to be looking verse number 45. We'll begin there in chapter number six of the gospel of Mark. And we will try to get down through verse number 52. We promised that at the beginning, but we'll try our very best today as we're looking. If you have a copy of God's word nearby, I want to encourage you today to open up your Bible along with me as we read together from the precious pages of God's word. Mark chapter number six, verse 45. The Bible says in straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. That's interesting as Jesus is telling his disciples, he is actually uh, telling them to get into the boat to go across the Sea of Galilee. And as we look at this, uh, we must realize that Jesus had a plan for their life and a purpose for that which was about to take place in their life. Let me say this to you. God is sovereign. He is in charge he oversees the world even today. We may not understand things in life, but we do understand, first of all, that God is sovereign. He oversees. Now, God is not the cause of our trouble. It is a result of living in a world that is cursed by sin. Nevertheless, we see that Jesus is constraining his disciples to get into the boat, knowing full well what they were going to face that evening. And as they get into the boat, Jesus himself went unto a mountain and to pray. And I find that amazing that Jesus spent time in quality prayer with his father. And I want to encourage you and I, I ask you and I ask me, how often is it that we pray? Do we make much of prayer time? Can I tell you, it'll help you today if you learn the principle of prayer and Bible study. It will help us today as we live our life to be people of prayer. God's people should be people of prayer. Jesus himself stole away and made time for prayer. 
The Bible says in verse number 47, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And there was a time when they were apart from him. His disciples were in the boat. Jesus was on the mountain. He was on the land. And so there is a separation here physically from them. But yet we find that Jesus knew exactly what was going on. Let me say to you, you might think that Jesus doesn't know what's going on with your life. You may love him and you may be in obedience to him. You may be in your boat doing exactly what the Lord has called you to do. And then all of a sudden you're in a place where you don't understand things and you wonder, Jesus, do you care? Do you know what's going on in my life? I'm glad to tell you he does know and he does care and he is concerned about you. Even he is not with us physically, even today. And as we look at this, the Bible says, and he saw them rowing, them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. Look at verse 48, if you would. And he saw them. I, I marvel at that. I mean, they were on the Sea of Galilee. They were out there and he was on the land. And no doubt it was down toward the evening, almost at dusk. Could you imagine that Jesus would be able to see, but he sees in ways that you and I do not. Him being God, he had full knowledge of where they were, what was going on, and the struggle that they were going through. Can I give you some help today, old child of God? Let me say this. Jesus knows exactly where you are in the sea of life. You that are in his boat, doing his will, his way, and doing the work of the Lord, we find sometimes is very exhausting as it was for the disciples. The winds of life the contrary winds that blow against us. Oftentimes, if we're not careful, will rob us of our joy. No doubt the disciples were concerned about their situation as we're reading here this morning. And we find a very interesting story. They were toiling and rowing. Sometimes the work of the Lord is tiring. Sometimes the work of the Lord requires extra effort as these disciples. You know what? It was just, it wasn't just smooth sailing as they were rowing the boat because the wind was blowing and it was blowing contrary to them on the Sea of Galilee. I have learned uh, by seeing that myself and seeing the mountains that surround this beautiful, beautiful place and the higher mountains to the north and the, the higher mountains have cold air oftentimes above them. And sometimes that cold air will move down into that subtropical air. And when you get cold air and hot air, you get the makings for storms that can come suddenly. And that is exactly what happens oftentimes on the Sea of Galilee. I didn't experience a storm when I was there, and I'm glad that I did not while I was on the boat in the Sea of Galilee. But nevertheless, oftentimes it is. If you were in the sea very often, you would see that the Sea of Galilee is a place where storms can come suddenly. Notice this, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and it was about the fourth watch of the night. 
Now, they divided the night into different segments from 6 to 9 p.m. is the first watch, and from 9 to 12 is the second watch, and from 12 to 3 is the third watch, and from 3 to 6 a.m. is the fourth watch. So they had been rowing all the night long, yet Jesus knew where they were. He knew what they were going through. Jesus had spent his time in prayer. He had just fed the 5,000 men plus women and children, over 20,000 people with, with five barley loaves and two fishes. And he knew where they were and he knew what they were going through. Notice what the Bible says. And the Bible says about the fourth watch, verse 48, of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea, upon the sea and would have passed by them. Did you know that? Did you notice it? What the Bible says, he came walking unto them. He came walking upon the sea. It's interesting. Our Savior has the power over the natural world. He is God and there is none else. He's creator of all things. And Jesus, absolutely. You say you really believe that Jesus Christ walked upon the water? I absolutely am convinced of it. 159.9%. Amen. I am completely in conclusion that Jesus did exactly what the Bible says. He walked on the water and he came where they were and he could have passed them by. But thank God he didn't pass them by and we should rejoice in that this morning. Well, I wanted to try to get through verse number 52, but we did not get there this morning. So I believe in the in considering the time as it has already elapsed away this morning, we're going to stop right here in verse 48 and we'll continue again. We'll read verse 45 all the way down through verse 48 again tomorrow, and we'll continue with our study as we think about Jesus walking upon the water. I want to thank you again for being here this morning. What a blessing it is to study God's word with you, and we hope and pray that you've been benefited and blessed by that which we have studied today. May God bless you. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, bidding you a great day. May God bless you as our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the